Good afternoon, church family. It is good to be with you once again. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. We are going to be moving uh, further into our book uh, and exploring the scriptures about uh, Elizabeth and Mary. Elizabeth being the mother of John the Baptist and, of course, Mother Mary, the mother of Jesus. So, before we get into it, let me offer a word of prayer and then I'll be reading some scripture for us to launch right into uh, our study. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, what a blessing it is, Lord, to uh, read your word, to uh, pray ourselves, to apply your word uh, to life, Lord. We need it, Lord. It, we can truly spiritually benefit from it. Lord, we uh, cleave unto you. Lord, we turn our hearts and our faces, Lord, to you this day. Lord, guide us and direct us always. Bless those watching now. In Jesus we pray. Amen. So, church, what I'd like to do is turn to our scriptures, and, and just to let you have them as well, I'll be reading several segments from them. The first book is Malachi chapter 4, and then jumping to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 5 through 80. So I'll go to the book of Malachi first and read uh, the entire chapter here about the, the coming day of judgment. It says, the Lord of heaven's armies says, the day of judgment is coming burning like a furnace. On that day, the arrogant and the wicked will be burned up like straw. They will be consumed, roots, branches, and all. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves led out to pasture. On the day when I act, you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Remember to obey the law of Moses, my servant, all the decrees and regulations that I gave him on Mount Sinai for all Israel. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elisha before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. And now moving to uh, the Gospel of Luke, and I'm going to start in the... Uh, first chapter here, uh, beginning with verse 5, this is an angel promises the birth of John to Zechariah. It says this, When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple 
for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elisha. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It is he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from these gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. And, and I'll stop there just for a minute. Uh, I, I, I find that uh, passage particularly uh, striking to me. So often, for instance, during Advent, we move right into uh, the angel presenting uh, the news to Mary that she will bear a son. Uh, this this text, though, there's certainly uh, commonalities there between uh, the two mothers. Just that interesting narrative about uh, Zachariah, what happens to him, the promise, of course, uh, to uh, the, uh, the 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 barren family that they will uh, have a son. Found that particularly noteworthy. So I just wanted to read that. Uh, you know, in my opinion, this this particular part of 
First John is is overlooked. So just just wanted to mention that. Let me, let me pick up with verse twenty six here, and this is about now the angel promising the birth of Jesus to Mary. In the sixth month of of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of the ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. So Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she conceived a son, and now she is in her sixth month. For the word of the Lord of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. Mary visits Elizabeth. Verse 39. A few days later, Mary heard hurried rather to the hill country of Judea in the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord God would do what he said. And and I'll stop there and just add this uh, manna that uh, Shannon Bream offers here. I thought this was uh, well said and just a uh, little... Uh, spiritual nugget here, uh, and, and I'm quoting from page 72 here. Uh, she says this, she says, ancient and medieval Christians were fascinated by uh, this moment between Mary and Elizabeth, which they called the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, or simply the visitation. It can refer to both Mary's arrival to see Elizabeth and the Holy Spirit's arrival within Elizabeth. One of the oldest images depicted in Christian places of worship or Christian homes was of the scene, the embrace of the two women. Sometimes the images even picture the babies inside them so that the bodies of Mary and Elizabeth serve as a kind of frame 
for the young John the Baptist and Jesus, who also tentatively reach toward each other. The love of spiritual mother and daughter not only framed, but also provided the actual human embodiment for the arrival of the gift of salvation for all humanity. So I thought that was well said, in quotes there, uh, to kind of bring this together uh, in what this moment truly was signifying. We, we see, of course, certainly through uh, these passages of Scripture, real miracles happening, right? I, I mean, truly, you know, we have a barren mother being pregnant, uh, getting pregnant, rather. Uh, the visitation of the angel, the coming of the Savior, the uniting of these two expecting uh, mothers and, and, and what ultimately, you know, that brought forth for, uh, for, for, not, for not just them, for not just that community, for not even uh, just that time and place, but right for all of mankind for eternity to come as well. So I thought that was that was very profound there. So I, I will leave it there, and next week's, uh, man, I'll pick up with uh, some more of the Luke uh, text and then uh, another uh, tidbit from, from Shannon Brain. So uh, with that said, let me uh, close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, uh, you you truly, Lord, are, are the God uh, of miracles. You are the God of uh, signs, Lord, that uh, point us, Lord, in that direction, certainly in uh, your word, Lord, from Old to New Testament, Lord. Uh, you are working, you are creating, you are moving, you are... Uh, offering miracles to us. Lord, thank you for the miracle that uh, is John the Baptist. Thank you, Lord, for the miracle uh, of the Savior, uh, the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Lord, bless, Lord, uh, this study and, and those uh, who receive it. And we ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Church, you have a wonderful and blessed day, and I will see you next week. Take care.